1: mind if I smoke?
0: It won't affect the test. All right, I'm gonna ask you a series of questions. Just relax and answer them as simply as you can. It's your birthday. Someone gives you a cask in wallet. I wouldn't accept it. Also, I'd report the person who gave it to me to the police. I need your deck. This is a bad one, worst yet. There was an escape from the off-world the colonies two test. weeks ago. Six replicants. Three male, three female. A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants, manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What's this? Roy Batty, probably the leader. There was just one outfit making replicants, that superhuman, the Tyrell Corporation. Mr. Deckard, Dr. Eldon Tyrell. I don't get
2: it, Tyrell. Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our
0: motto. I was looking for six replicants in a city of 106 million people. You ever see this girl, huh? Never seen her, love. What I didn't know was
2: they were looking for me.
1: Questions. I just
0: do eyes. It's just genetic design. Just die. Hello? I'm in a bar here now, down in the fourth sector. Why don't you come on down here and have a drink? That's not my kind of place.
1: Time to die. I didn't care More than words can say If I didn't care Would I feel this way <laughs> If this isn't
0: love <sighs> this uh, Excuse me, Miss Salome, can I talk to you for a minute? <laughs> Are you for real? Oh!
1: Jones, Avengers, Endgame and follow Joker, Wreck-It Ralph, Mamma Mia Here we go again Titanic 2, Jack's back, Seven Cents Ghost Attack, Alien vs. Predator Except this, i on their friend We'll keep watching the movies Right up till our TVs break So just crank up the volume Till your speakers start to shake You need a second take
0: More human than human. It's me, Sebastian, <laughs> your human host.
2: That's our motto. Oh. Nothing's worse than having an itch. You can never scratch. I'm Andy Shostler.
1: Wake up, time to die. And I'm Jordan.
2: So I expected more human than human and wake up, time to die to be in, in, in the trailer. But it wasn't, thank so. God. But it wasn't, yeah. Um, I had another quote. Oh, please. Embarrassing. That was sure the whole is. thing. <laughs> it's when, it's when uh, um, Bryant is telling Deckard that they lost four Nexus Sixes.
0: Oh, and he yeah, just casually yeah. kind of says, hmm, embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Um, welcome to our review of Blade Runner. Which version? Well, that's up for debate. Mm. 17 versions of this movie. <laughs> I was chatting with a colleague of mine um, on two, a couple of days ago, actually no, yesterday, about the fact that I had to watch Blade Runner to review it. And he's like, oh, I've been meaning to watch that, but I don't know which version I'm meant to watch, so I've just been <laughs> not watching it for the last 10 years because there's so many versions. So I was like, "It's like which one are you watching? I'm like, the one on Netflix because it doesn't cost me anything. Yeah, that's I have no idea what before. version I watched.
2: Yeah. The one available now on Netflix seems to be the only version that's available. That's the final cut, the director's cut, exactly how Ridley Scott wanted it. Yep. Uh, I watched the theatrical cut. That I
0: have uh, my own copy Is of. Is that longer or shorter than the one that we watched?
2: I think it's shorter because the, the, the theatrical cut has the narration in it, the controversial narration,
0: Yep. which I like. Uh, people apparently just mute that <coughs> shit when they watch it. Yeah,
1: mm. a lot of other people hate it. Okay, Yeah, my version didn't have that.
0: Yeah, I said the scroll, like the, the, the yeah, Star I Wars. That. They, they all yeah. have
1: that,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, they have to read. What what is this fricking narration but that they've cut? Because the, it it takes away all the subtext, from what I understand, right? It's
2: really not that much. It's maybe ten lines that Deckard kind of narrates over a few scenes, but it's really not in a lot of the film. Um, I think it adds to the noir appeal of the film. Yeah, it would. The controversy is that <clears throat> by the by by the end of shooting. Um, they tested uh, tested the the cut that they had a couple of times and nobody was really getting it and the producers got a bit antsy. They said we need to have um, th- these few lines of narration just to let the audience know what's going on because it's just too confusing. Everybody disagreed. Harrison Ford even deliberately gave a bad reading <laughs> in the hopes that they wouldn't use it. And you, you, you can kind of hear it, but for my money, it actually, uh, it actually adds to Deckard's character that he's a retired cop who's you know been pulled back into service reluctantly, and he just doesn't give a shit. This isn't his mm. fight. He's just doing it for the money at this point, right? He, he, he's actually not involved in it in any way at at, at at the beginning.
0: Tickle me pink. Harrison Ford playing a character who doesn't care where he is or what he's doing.
2: It's <laughs> that, that so fucking him I every know, time. It's <laughs> less. But I was I was discussing this with with my wife, watching this, um, and just that the narration kind of... Okay, in the way that a picture paints a thousand words, that it takes a lot of words to describe something that you can you know, un- understand instantly when you see it. In that same vein, a little bit of narration gives you context that is very difficult to show, but when you mix the two together this scene and this little bit of dialogue that gives you you know, a little bit of history or just, just puts it in perspective, the two of them actually blend quite well to give you this bleak atmosphere. Mm. I think it works quite well. But am I to understand that you've never seen a version of Blade Runner with the narration?
0: I think I've watched it once on YouTube as in like just the narration part. Okay. But this is years ago, so I have no memory of what it it's really goes hardly into in her. it.
2: It really is like ten lines of dialogue dispersed through the film, and it's mostly around the middle of the film. Anyway, is it like okay. this?
0: It's me, Deckard. Deckard, I am uh, not in a robot. Maybe I am a robot. You'll find out in this movie. One second, Maybe. I my plug came out. What? I was all recording. Oh no!
2: <laughs> if you just listen to it, if you're not watching the film, if you're just listening to the recording, it sounds like Harrison Ford is. Yeah, is sitting on a cattle prod or something, and he's just <laughs> just needs to get it out. No, you know, I mean more like it he's, takes he's, away he's like just, the ending. He's just giving the minimum performance, not to get prodded, and that's and that's all he cares about.
0: Good. That's how, that's me at work. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just working so I can tick the box. This is I did the minimum thing required, so I can go to sleep. Yep. But I think it actually works.
2: But both
0: he didn't like it.
2: Really, Scott didn't like it. A lot of other members of the crew didn't like it. Yeah, I think it actually works. Okay. But that's the version I saw. And also that version doesn't have the unicorn dream sequence. Did you see the unicorn dream,
1: Jordan? I don't recall a yeah,
2: unicorn I don't dream. Maybe either. it's not in the final cut. The one that's available on Netflix.
1: But there is, Well, I didn't again. watch the cut on Netflix either. I just had a random one that I downloaded. I don't know what cut right. it was, but it didn't have any narration
0: and I- don't recall there being any unicorns. Again, there are
2: multiple cuts of this of this film. The one with the unicorn dream sequence- I'm just
0: pulling it up on my screen now, just visually so I can see it, to see if it rings any bells. It's
2: just, a, it's just a horse running through a field. You know, it could have been taken out of Never Ending
0: Story. I remember I this scene. Goes. He's laying there. He's got that weird thing on his stomach. Mm. No? What was that? That whole scene mm. was confusing. I guess we'll get to it in the long, the long way around. But- The
2: unicorn dream sequence is used in the versions, or is used as justification by Ridley Scott that Deckard is, in fact, a replicant. Right. Because at the end of the movie where Gaff has left the unicorn origami, that's to symbolise that he knows Deckard's a replicant because he knows about the... Implanted um, memories. Right. And of which one of them was the the unicorn dream sequence. Mm, So he knows that, that he's a rep.
0: Is this a bit extra? Like, I mean, like the idea that he's also a robot feels like such a tacked-on twist in theory. Now, that's something that Ridley
2: Scott um, confirmed back in 2000, so 20 years after the film was made, he sort of confirmed, yeah, Deckard's uh, a replicant. But and then when Harrison
0: were, Ford's like, nah.
2: <laughs> when they were filming it, both Harrison Ford and Rutger Hauer understood that uh, Deckard was human.
0: And oh, this was in my version.
2: And Hauer went on to say that by Deckard being a replicant, it actually detracts from the symbolism at the end, the the importance of the of, of the climax, which in his mind was always man versus machine. If right. Deckard's a replicant, it's just two androids having a fine.
0: But mm. I, I don't so I don't hate the idea of the machine versus machine thing because it is just my perception versus your perception. Like there's still something you can read in there. My thing is just, what extra does this give us? I don't think it detracts or adds. For me, it's just like oh, you throw a twist in, and I don't. Like, I, mean, I, think I wasn't that into the film to like to have an opinion on it. That's what I mean. Like
2: I think that whole revelation is just Ridley Scott trying to drum up a bit more interest in a film that really didn't make a lot of money. But you it, know
0: what did make some money?
2: Yeah. <laughs> he spent twenty eight million on it, and that was over budget.
0: Typical. And it
2: only took forty one at the box office. So maybe with marketing it maybe made its money back, maybe not. Yeah, right.
0: Um, enough to get a sequel though eventually but in saying that it's also Ridley Scott who's going to say no you can't make your film
2: he didn't direct it he didn't direct like the new one he didn't direct the new one and why are we doing it he was just a producer for
1: it god damn because it because there what was enough it's got Jared Leto in it so. there was oh, enough, that's not a selling point
2: <laughs> there was enough cult interest in it again kind of fueled, I think by the you know, it's, it's, it's a whole who shot first thing, which Star Wars didn't need. No, I mean, but why are is, we reviewing it if we didn't fucking direct? <laughs> Deckard being a replicant is Blade Runner's who shot first. Yeah, because right. people are people are going to talk about it. You mm-hmm. know, people who love it are going to keep it alive and that's how you drum up interest for a sequel. Yes. Or keep the royalties coming
0: in. How did Dennis Villeneuve, fuck him, sneak into our Ridley Scott James Cameron retrospective But I just found out about it
2: too late? Ridley Scott is still... Producer, he's still heavily involved in the, I in don't the production. He's just, he didn't direct it
0: though. Oh, fucking! I've been, I've been tricked. I've been tricked to watch. Not nothing set in it's stone. In we don't, we no. don't. have to do the Blade Runner sequel. No, it's which fine. Is, we'll watch the two hour and forty four Blade, oh. Blade Runner sequel. Nah, yeah. nah, that's done with Dave Batista. Oh, I'm all right.
1: Can, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm back in.
2: We can talk about that before next week. <laughs> <laughs> what? About whether we're doing
0: Blade Runner twenty forty nine, or... <laughs> it's uh, it's too late, it's too late. I am committed. I didn't watch it three years ago. I am kind of interested in watching first, it now. Well, I'm we sure we've I'm hate it, it in, Batista guys. But the Come first
2: on. twenty minutes with Dave Batista are, is the only interesting part of the film. Also,
0: it's an eight out of ten on IMDb. People apparently like this film. Uh, the, uh, the, this the film the they do,
2: uh, No, even even this one carries an eight point one. And so people are
0: comp- that's a very comparative score to the original mm. it's not bad.
2: And Rotten Tomatoes huge score, 90% critical, 91 audience.
0: Okay, so very very uh, popular. You know who's amazing in general in films? Edward James almost. But I also felt he was really underserved in this film.
2: Yeah, he's kind of just in it as a cameo mm-hmm. a few times. Good actor though. You don't really get any insight into Gaff. Um, no. Who are you? I mean, you know, he's just a a, a detective, a Blade Runner himself, who is you know maybe one step ahead of Deckard, maybe just pursuing something different, and, and is finally. But he's in it. the
0: sequel. Yeah, sort of. I'm just reading the names on the, the cast list here. <laughs> I'm excited to does it, see. Does it. the
1: sequel follow this film's story, or is it just a different replicant story?
2: Look, it's the same world, and Deckard is in it. You know, twenty years on, or aged, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. But eh, I don't think it's as good. right? So before we get- And we're following in in the new one, you follow uh, Ryan Gosling's character who from the start is explicitly, he is a replicant. Okay. He's a replicant charged with- Then he finds out he's a people. No. (laughs) I've not seen it. I'm just joking. (laughs) No, it's not as good. Can I- um Ambiguity is what makes these films good and Blade Runner- Carries ambiguity enough mm. that it keeps the keeps the debate going, but yeah, twenty forty nine, it just says no. This is a replicant, replicant hunter, uh,
0: and that's it. Case closed. I just realized how many films this year I've watched, all we've reviewed, that have all come from the same source material of Philip K. Dick, though. Yeah. Um, because we did Total Recall. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, technically both of those came from him, even though I'd say one of them definitely did more than the other. Um, Minority Report, which I don't think we review, but I recently re watched.
2: We should do that instead of 2049.
0: It's too late. I only just watched it like a, like a month ago. I don't want to watch it again. I, I just watched it. Um, the Adjustment Bureau, which I actually quite like that film. Never it's, seen it. It's like Dark City, mm-hmm. except they're angels or something. That was a bad sell. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Philip K. Dick loved the casting. He was very enthusiastic about Ru- Rutger Hauer as Roy and Harrison Ford as Deckard.
0: Yeah, yeah. R- Ruka Hauer was great in this film. Yeah, yeah,
2: he was. He improvised a lot of his own stuff and added a lot to the character. Uh, even the line, all the, you know, his final line, all all the moments are lost, like tears in the rain, improvised it. That hmm. wasn't scripted. Oh, that was him. And good. I mean, he really got into the character. Yeah, clearly. Was, he um, he bought a yacht as well <laughs> <laughs> with some of the some of the. Uh, some of his fee from from the film and called it some of his fee <laughs> Jesus <laughs> and called it The Blade Runner oh that's cool that's it it's Rutger Hale's favourite film and it's R- Ridley Scott's favourite film of his mm. uh, I d- it's not Harrison Ford's favourite film he hated doing it <laughs>
0: I believe you said you plan on speaking don't, about I don't this I feel like
1: Harrison Ford enjoys a lot of things yeah.
0: too. <laughs> I think you told me you wanted to speak about this on the following Variety Hour. So this week, this Wednesday's Variety Hour, but you played the Blade Runner video game, right? Yes, I certainly did. Is that available from your knowledge on like Steam these days or is that like you played it like Not when on it came Steam. out?
2: Not on Steam. I haven't played it recently, God. I remember it from when I was a teen. Yeah. But from what I understand, it is available somewhere. Not hmm. on
0: Steam though, unfortunately. Gug or something. Good old games. I'll have a look because I'm, I'm curious now too. I'm having a look at screen grabs of it and I'm like, oh, I've got time to spare. Yeah.
2: Um, so the, the original confrontation between Roy and Deckard as scripted was this martial arts Kung Fu Matrix style fight. Um, not only did Rutger Hauer not know Kung Fu.
0: <laughs> oh, it's available. It's $13 on GOG. Oh, good. So if you, you, should, if you should get it. It's fun. I don't know if it works on my fucking Mac. <laughs> as you were. Sorry. just Oh, it <laughs> does work on my Mac. <laughs> oh, it's tempting. Is it good?
2: So not, not only did Rutger not know Kung Fu, he actually thought it um, it wouldn't be very good to have this fight fight mm. instead of uh, more of a battle of the wheels thing. Right. Which is, and he claims that he came up with the idea for Deckard being chased at the end. Mm. Uh, it's a, quite a long sequence. Like it's just it ten, is, ten, yeah. 10 minutes of him being chased through this building while he's, you know, Beaten up and kind of maimed with his fingers. And mm. Roy is just
1: kind of toying with
2: him, but he's not really intent on killing him.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think. I do feel like that's better than a kung fu fight with no context as to why they know kung fu.
2: So much better. And, <laughs> you know, it's, and a kung fu fight is just a fight. And all the, all, all the worse if Deckard is a replicant mm. because then it's just two robots fighting. Yeah. And while that's cool to see, not at the end of. You know, two hours of film that you've invested in exactly. you know, asking what the hell is going on yep. just to be treated with two robots fighting. That would be disappointing.
0: Yeah. Unless it's T2. But it's more <laughs> than okay.
2: But you're not spending all that time thinking, he's a human. thinking yeah. what the hell is going on because it's been robots fighting the whole way through. Yep. <laughs> T2 is robots fighting with the climax of robots beating the shit out of I each other. I thought I was playing <laughs> rock em, sock em, human, <laughs> and sock and human. it turned out that...
0: <laughs> That's what it
2: feels like. Yeah. Okay. Um. So a Ridley Scott cast Rutger Hauer, having never met him, just saw saw a couple of his other films and said, "That's the guy. That's that, That's Roy. I want him." He was quite surprised. I think the the quote was that he turned white when Rutger Hauer showed up for his first day, deliberately as a prank, showed up with big green sunglasses, white jacket. <laughs> Pink
0: satin pants.
2: <laughs> what a look. Oh. Rutger Hauer, the champion that he <laughs> is.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I didn't realize that he would recently passed. I say recently, last year passed last away. Last year, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was he in the last Blade Runner as a different replicant that looked exactly <laughs> no, the same? No.
2: Everybody's dying,
0: Seb. No, I mean like what was he in 2049? Yeah. No, he wasn't. He was the bad guy in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. He was also the hero in Blind Fury. He was a blind...
2: Martial Arts Master.
0: He was the hobo with a shotgun in Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> he has quite a repertoire. Wait, he was in Batman Begins? Earl? Who the fuck <laughs> is Earl? Must <laughs> have been a party oh, guest or something. Uh, oh yeah. shit, that's right. <laughs> no, he's credited as Earl. And <laughs> Earl has lines. So the the No, this is more important, Andrew. <laughs> Who the fuck is Earl in Batman Begins? Bruce Wayne, answered the phone, Bruce Wayne. Earl, what makes you think that you can decide who's running Wayne Enterprises? The fact that I'm the owner, what are you talking about? The public went, oh. He must he's be some the,
1: kind of desk jockey.
0: He's the corporate antagonist. He's the one that, he's the one that's like, didn't you get my memo? Uh, he's
1: yeah. the memo
0: guy. Okay. I did not recognize
1: him. Well, they should have credited him as memo guy. I would have recognized <laughs> it.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that was him. He looks completely different. Like he aged 20 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? No, but he does look completely 30 different. 30
2: at that point from this film.
0: Look at his face. I mean, from this done. film,
2: which is based on the Philip K. Dick novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? But Do they? In that book, um, the androids weren't called replicants. Replicants was invented for the film. Huh. Because the producers felt that calling them, as they do in the book, Andes was a bit silly. It is a Androids, andies yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Re- replicants just seem to be a bit more. Yeah, that's fine. Clinical. That's an okay change. Got, got a bit more oomph, especially when you're going around executing them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, what if they? You know, blue nobody blue. wants to kill an Andy. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking pop off on a replicant.
0: What if you are like? I'm heading over to the Andes They'll think you're going like the mountains or some <laughs> shit. Like, there's, there's too many miscommunications there. That's exactly right. The two cops from Hot Fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Yeah. No one's going to mix them up with the replicant. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sid Mead,
2: um, who went on to do quite a lot of art at, at the time of making this film had only been involved with Star Trek The Motion Picture. Okay, yeah. So he was hired for a few days just to do some of the concept art for the vehicles and props. But in doing that, he included these backgrounds for context that Really Scott just fell in love with. So from an original... A uh, uh, contract of a few days. He was he was hired on for the several weeks to do all the the um, uh, visual design mm. for the for the film mm. at a cost of I think it was like fifteen hundred dollars a day.
1: Right. Was the I make that content. much, and, and it just kept on being extended.
2: That'd be nice. Rid of this. Just loved just loved his work. Yeah, yeah. and he went on. Well, he did to did
1: a great job. Yeah. the set designs like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie.
2: Yeah, and Sid Mead went on to do Aliens and a whole bunch of other films that were just Elysium uh, mm. just look yeah. stunning. Uh, and this voiceover, this <laughs> controversial voiceover, it was originally it the seeds were sown after Ridley Scott did his first cut, his first final cut of the film, <laughs> his first final for everybody. Cut. Uh and after watching it, <clears throat> they all said uh, Ridley, it's beautiful. It is just beautiful. It's, it's a visually beautiful film. I love watching it. It doesn't make any sense. It's <laughs> incomprehensible and it's four hours long. <laughs> Good Lord. Zack Snyder. <laughs> like, that's when a few people kind of said, "Yeah, maybe we need some voiceover just to explain what the hell is going on and Ridley cut some scenes. <laughs> we don't yeah. need this to be four hours long. But that's when it was sort of started and by the time they got around to doing a few test screenings that weren't really hitting the mark, that's when the producers said, we really have to do this. And nobody was on board, especially Harrison Ford. They went ahead with it anyway. And I think it actually works, but that's just me. Yeah, I seem to be in the minority for that one of, okay. the, of the few people that like the voiceover. The narration, I should say. Yeah, That sort of film noir, film noir narration.
0: Why do you do this to me? I'm sorry, Seb. No, it's fine. <laughs> As punishment for this, you're though. welcome. You're to welcome. 2049.
2: To do, you're welcome to do as much trivia as you like.
0: Not so this. The trivia is fine. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the price the I ball. pay for the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing your opinions. <laughs> um, is there anything else? Yeah. Well, no. Do I going to get into the actual plot? There's a lot of trivia. Mm. This this and Gladiator seems like, like it would be
1: being such like a big like kind of cult film. Yeah. there's always going to be so many little tidbits. Yeah. It's almost like about.
0: Ridley Scott um, just does too many things at once.
1: I, I,
2: I, I was saying in the Gladiator um, review, uh, just talking about how Ridley Scott goes into insane detail. In this mm. one, yeah, he went into insane. There's a whole list of stuff that he he did, like put signs in buses and on doors and things. All the magazines that you see um, in mag- you, don't, you don't even, you know, there's never any close up of any magazine rack yeah. or anything, uh, but they had magazines in the magazine rack. They weren't just off the shelf somewhere. They were every single one was made for the film, Right. and they each had you know headlines for articles. You know it was it was the title of, of the magazine and its kind of style of whatever it was, whether it was a, a music thing or a, or a tech thing or whatever it was reviewing, and you know actual headlines, the it, it, insane detail. Yeah, it Ridley Scott calls it layering, <laughs> which is really just you know. Universe development uh, yeah, uh, universe building universe building um, and just to set that set that scene I think one of the bits of trivia for 2049 um, was that one of the actors uh, oh no that was for total recall mm. I don't know why I'm reminded of that yeah but, well, it's but all Colin, Colin Farrell slept on slept on set so he wanted to wake up in the future yes I remember that um, yeah and I can I can understand somebody you know wanting to do that on a Ridley Scott set just because there would be this insane detail. You, you genuinely are in this other place because everything is just so foreign.
0: Yeah, right. I can't imagine falling asleep anywhere, let alone <laughs> on a set that's being constructed. <laughs> but, I mean, good on him And there's a
2: lot of trivia. There you know, countless documentaries that have been made about the making of Blade Runner and the meaning of Blade Runner, and you can go into. You know, everybody has an opinion about
0: it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a very um popular film in that way it's certainly yeah people love to debate over it and i'm just like yeah it's fine <laughs> it's it's not bad at all i'm going to get persecuted for that i guess having a a, a uh, neutral opinion about this film i came in the same way like when i was like
1: obviously i knew like how popular and well like well liked it was like i think i'd seen it before but like just watching it this time around i got to the end of it and i was like oh that's it That was fun. I feel like I missed something with it because everyone's really into it and I'm just like, it's not a bad film. Yeah, like I was just like, it takes like 50 minutes for something interesting to happen and then- it's like over after that.
0: <laughs> like there's a few cool scenes, and I that's d- that. I do wonder if this film has inspired a lot of other films visually. Yeah. Mm. I wonder that would have been such a big thing when it came out in '82. I wonder yeah, if we're just maybe that's, being exposed to everything else. Yes, yeah. Because
1: like I do, I do like the way it looks. Like the neon aesthetic to it is really nice. But like you said, like so many other films have done that since. So yep. maybe it just kind of doesn't hit that same mark because. So we're not wowed when we go into it. And yeah, that could
0: be it. I, I like Harrison Ford in most films. Like he's always because he's 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 Bill Murray. As you know, Bill Murray's more talented, but he's like, <laughs> but he's Bill Murray in a sense that he just he's just Harrison Ford. That's what he is. That's what you get. That's what you paid for. Yeah, and he very rarely diverges from that because you, you're never like, oh, what's the interesting? Harrison Ford as Han Solo and Harrison Ford as Indiana, Indiana Jones, and you're like, well, he's wearing a hat. Yeah, and it, it, Han Solo's gun shoots a laser. Like that's what I mean. Like it's the visually they look but different, but a they're the same.
2: Huge shit. difference between Indiana Jones and Deckard. They're, incidentally, <laughs> do either of you know Deckard's first name? Oh, 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 which is not mentioned in the film once, or even in the end credits. I <laughs> okay, don't look it up. No, which I, I am, I'm on it, but I'm
0: not looking at it. I wanted to say the word Charles is what I would call him. I'm going to hit. Oh, no, yeah. It's not Charles. <laughs> it's not Charles, it's Rick.
2: And if you paid more attention, you would know that. Even though it's not mentioned. I in thought the they were old. calling him is Dick. So?
0: <laughs> Although Rick short for Richard, then short for Dick, and he's a detective, it works. You can get there in the end.
2: <laughs> Man, But he's not a private Dick, is he?
0: He's a retired. He's a retired Dick, dick. he's yeah. an old Dick. <laughs> but I've also never <laughs> seen him younger in a movie before. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, Indiana Jones and, and Deckard.
0: No, are, uh, the characters do different things. I'm just saying, but his, his the way he speaks, <clears throat> the way he does, he holds himself and presents himself. It's all the same shit. Sure. And that's not bad. It's just like you get Harrison Ford. That's what you're paying yeah. for. You're not paying for an actor. You're paying for a a face yeah. and a voice. 100%. I
2: would argue that. You're welcome to. I, I was born in 1983. So I didn't see this in a theater. I've never seen this in a cinema. And I, I think I'd like that. I think I it'd think be, it be nice experience.
0: actually to do that. Yeah,
2: I saw Twenty Forty Nine when it came out in in the cinema, and I, I I didn't like the story very much, but I did enjoy the experience because it's such an atmospheric film. That's you can what enjoy I, it again mm. next week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about Blade Runner is that mm. yes, it again it the story it tells is not horribly complicated. It no. does ask a lot of questions about. Ethics and uh, and uh, meta- metaphysics. You know, what are you? Are you are, you, are you more than just the sum of your parts, or, or is it the sum of your parts that makes you whatever those those parts happen to be? You know, does that transcend into something else? Um, good questions to ask, and you don't really get any resolution from them uh, from the from the film, which is fine. Because you don't need to tie that bell off, you know. People have been yeah, asking sure. these questions for thousands of years. It's not like one film is going to, to solve it once and for all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so nice to be along for the ride. Every everything is so detailed. You believe that this world exists, and there's nothing about it that uh, is contemporary in any way. It's it it's not an alien world, but it may as well be because there's there's uh, there's this world where humanity is is still the same, but everything else is different. Yeah, and and you believe that it's real. I do anyway.
1: Yeah, that's definitely that's something what I, I appreciated about, about the film. Yeah. It's like yeah, the whole like atmosphere to it, and its world building and all that sort of thing is quite well done.
0: Do we want to get into the actual film and the plot then? <clears> or? Okay, it's it's really not that not that complicated. Neither it's, of these films are. No. no. have the City the Gladiator no. just last week, and it's big, sprawling stories, but very. Basic. Mm. Ridley Scott,
2: like even, even Alien, yeah. uh, which we'll be doing after, after Blade Runner, um, even Alien isn't an elaborate story. Uh, it just takes its time to be told and that's fine because everything else is just so enjoyable along the way. Mm. Uh, so this film, two things are going on. Uh, you've got Deckard who is pulled out of retirement. There's been some... Uh, some replicants that have escaped from somewhere he was basically done with his job on earth but these are new replicants and only he has the experience to deal with it or whatever the the, the reasoning is um, and he's been pulled out pulled back into service he doesn't care he's not in it for any you know moral reason political reason he's just basically been told you're doing this you don't know you don't have a choice uh, and that's fine because he'll get paid for it and that's. That's all that matters to him at the the moment. And you've got the replicants themselves who uh, have... they're They're a new breed that genuinely believe they are human or should be human. And when they find out that their life is artificially shortened to four years, they go on this crusade to extend that and... As a, as a process of that, they end up getting to the head of the Terrell Corporation, which manufactures the replicants, and also Tyrell himself writes the, uh, the brain code or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is for these, for these replicants. They end up meeting him and having a tête-à-tête. Having a
0: Super reasonable motivation for the bad guys as well in yeah. this film. I just would like to yeah. not die soon, if that's okay, please. <laughs> I didn't make they myself have a crumb of yeah. more life, please. Yeah, like yeah, and then, and their
2: their paths cross a little bit during it, but it's it's really following um, for the most part Deckard's investigation and trying to track down what they're doing. It's very film noir. It's very dark. Yeah, um, he's got. Very loose set of clues and leads at the at the beginning, and he's just systematically going through, exhausting every single one, and seeing where it leads.
0: Yeah, fine. Yeah, like it's a typical detective story. It's not my favorite style of a detective story, though. I like okay. One of my favorite films in general not just like this sort of noir detective-y thing, is Shutter Island. I fucking yeah. love that movie. Yeah. And I know that movie has a lot more going involved in terms of mental health and all the twists and all that shit. But that style of story, for me, sits a lot better than this... The setting's not bad, the story's not bad, but for some reason, for me, when they come together in this case, I'm just not in love with it. But I should be. I should like both of these parts. I just, eh. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> like...
2: I think I think the film is brilliant that it's so focused that it's all all the events are happening in this one city. You yeah. you know in, in the hands of another director, they might have taken it out to space sure, or yeah. given more um, backstory to Roy or sort of shown some of the things that he's talking about. Ridley Scott didn't do that. He just, no no no. We'll just have Roy talking about it and that's that's fine and we'll yeah. focus on his emotion, which that's, is which is really what's going on. He's 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 yeah. f- finding out. Uh, that he's that he's not human despite having every you know fiber of his being mm. say yeah you are human and this is all real and this all really happened
0: yeah i agree <laughs> sorry i was like <laughs> why it go why what's happened <laughs>
2: i mean there's there's not a lot of details that you can go first of all the the, the film is visually beautiful mm. and it's
1: very yeah. nice to look at
2: a world of its own, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's, it's futuristic it's and it's dark and it's and it's gritty and mm. hopeful at the same time. There's mm. so much, so much that blasts you in the face all at once. Yeah.
0: I thought they would clean it up a little bit more on um, on Netflix when I when I watched it. It was still very grainy, which I know it's always going to be because it's an older film. I just figured with the 27 remasters they did, it would just look a little bit crisper. But it still yeah. felt really old, which is fine. I don't understand I, I that because I
2: watched a really crisp. Version of the theatrical release, yeah. Like it wasn't, but that may have been like a Blu-ray copy or something.
0: I mean, be, yeah, yeah, who knows what the bloody Netflix is giving us? Yeah. It should be 1080 at least, though. I'd so. assume, but yeah.
2: Anyway, doesn't matter. Maybe Netflix isn't springing in the cash. <laughs> yeah, that
0: that sounds like it. Those Stranger Kids <laughs> yeah. things aren't bringing in enough money.
2: <laughs> but uh, along the way, Deckard is introduced to fairly early in the film. Introduced to Terrell's uh, assistant, mm-hmm. uh, Rachel who he discovers is a replicant, is a Nexus 6. She doesn't have was the- Well, she's
0: 6. I thought she was the one beyond. No, no she's, she was a 6. Okay. She's a 6, but mm. she
2: doesn't have the artificial shortening of her life. So she's going to you know live indefinitely. Who knows? Right. She may not even die like or age like, like a human does. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but Deckard falls for her. He's given explicit instructions to, to kill her. Uh, along the way that she becomes the fifth of, of the of the original four to get rid of because she's a replicant and replicants are outlawed on on Earth mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't he, he falls in love with her.
0: can we talk about the test a little bit because it's the test yes I think it's one of the most interesting concepts in the movie that they don't really elaborate on in this one do they go into a bit more in it, of it in the sequel I don't think so I always like this if, you,
2: if if you're paying attention and maybe it's on subsequent viewing they do explain that it's a test of emotional response. Yeah. And w- when you understand that um, the replicants have this fabricated memory, right? They they have, um, I don't know how many different patterns there are, but there will be you know a, a selection of, of, of these memories that they have and that's just, they have this shared history like that. But not shared amongst them, because that, yeah, yeah. be, that would be random. And, and you wouldn't want to pair... The same group of yeah, exactly. replicants with the same shared histories and then mm. then they'd start to figure out what's going on but uh, they're going to they're going to use those those memories in order to inform their their decisions so if you know um, uh, where they're drawing their emotions from you can kind of predict what they how, how they're going to respond yeah. to things and that, and that's the whole test yeah so it's 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 looking for programmed responses to to these sort of random questions that humans would answer creatively, but having a limited pool to draw on, replicants would answer in this very narrow
0: way that yeah. they could be detected. I thought it was like an mm. empathy checker to see whether or not As well, they they yeah. had this element of I hate saying this humanity to their answers. Well again that that's register, that's the thing, because
2: know? they they they're drawing on their memories to in, to inform their their responses, but their memories are Discrete. It's just yeah. It's just this pool of memories that that we know beforehand, so we yep. can create a test around that.
0: Now I do go back a bit. I may have missed this in the intro of both the movie and you sp- saying about it. Why are they outlawed? What was the event that caused them to be outlawed?
2: There was some uh, rebellion off world of Nexus Sixes, uh, and to to prevent them from you know mixing amongst the, the human population on Earth. Uh, they were just outlawed that if they, if they were detected on earth they would be killed and that would in some way act as a deterrent for any nexus sixes coming any replicants at all for that matter so it's coming not back to
0: earth it's not star trek picard like the androids you know went all terrorist on us and blew them up there was no like event like that it was just they had a rebellion
2: there was some rebellion somewhere and in order to to prevent any any further rebellion they were just outlawed on earth okay so they're still being used as Slave labor or manual labor uh,
0: elsewhere in the in the solar system. Okay, wherever they are. But there's a company that makes them on Earth.
2: Yeah, and they're still manufactured. They're still used. They're just not allowed on Earth. That's replicants aren't allowed on Earth because okay. it's just it's just too dangerous. Because Co- they have this okay, potential. So they're legally to-
0: manufactured. They're just not usable here. <clears throat> yeah. I, okay. I guess it's like if Australia started manufacturing assault rifles, like we can sell them to other countries, but they'd still be illegal to have a, to use. Here, because we would ban that sort of uh, sure. I guess there's a really weird parallel for that. Okay, I just seems I wasn't sure if Tyrell, like the Tyrell Corporation was originally like some shadowy like secret organization or this well, no, like publicly you've, traded you've company because it's yeah. like
2: <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got explosives which have legitimate uses in mining mm. uh, and and other you know property development. You know, if you yeah, yeah, if you're building a tunnel, for example, you're just going to blast through. So, uh, uh, dynamite isn't outlawed. You can't you know, not manufactured dynamite, it's just limited where you where you can use it. Okay. And where and and where you can store it and where and and where it can, you know, be. That works much
0: better than my assault rifle one. No, No, it really does. (laughs) (laughs) That's like generally that's so much better. (laughs) Okay, they they
2: they produce this this machine, this tool that has very limited applications because of their volatility.
0: Okay, that was my question. I was going to say, is this did Star Trek Picard steal this with their android uprising? But no, it's a little I, bit different, to be fair.
2: And I, th- I think the the film very lightly explains that the Nexus Sixes are this huge jump in um, in mental capacity that they themselves are starting to evaluate their own their own mortality, their own existence. Whereas previously, the machines were smart, but never smart enough to realize they were machines. They took their orders, and that was it. They could they could interact with humans without um, without any interruption to what's going on, but they wouldn't really be self-aware, whereas the sixes are.
0: I feel like this, I know this is, is part of the plot in the sense that it's driving the antagonists because of all this. I feel like this needed a little bit more spotlight because this is interesting right now. It is this interesting. Is, for me, this is more interesting and more engaging and than the actual movie.
2: You'll enjoy watching it again. Yeah. With, 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 this new, with this new layer and on
0: top. And honestly, maybe in 2049, haven't seen it, can't say for sure, but because we're following one of these replicants that's in the same situation, maybe we'll get more insight into that exact thing because we're actually following someone I telling us that story. I
2: haven't seen it since it came out, but from what I remember, 2049 asks fewer questions than this movie does about what's real and what matters. Okay.
0: I'm. I'm, still, I'm looking forward to it. I don't hate this idea. Much like with Star Wars, and what I don't hate you? the world they yeah. built Star Wars in. I just hate the movies they decided to make. All of them, they're terrible. But good, good setting. And for me, this is one good, good setting. Give me an RPG here. I'll fucking have a great time. But the story that they chose to tell is just
2: not grabbing me yet. <laughs> but by the end of it, Deckard is kind of getting around to Roy's thinking of okay, is is he the product of of his false memories, or has he? Incorporated them into his own experience in such a way that he could now be seen as human. Yeah. yeah. You know, is he is he a real person because he's kind of questioning what's going on instead of just reacting to his his programming?
0: Yeah. There's some really, of me. There's some really good places to go with yeah. all of this. Yeah. I just. Ah, so close. And, it's, the, not and- it's not badly done. It's just <laughs> all these all these questions that I want them to follow follow through on specifically get re- relegated to a scene of them torturing an Asian man for ten minutes in a freezer with some eyeballs. Like that's what I mean, like this. <clears throat> There's scenes that I would love to be extended out and pulled on, like I would love them to explain more, like how the, so t- the testing works to develop to, to determine this split between humanity and not. But they don't. They just like, like, well,
2: that's not a split in humanity. You've no, it's in like so the difference between you've got me. the same Nexus Sixes responding to the situation in different ways. Roy is very calm in how he's doing it. He's very determined in where he wants to go, and he's he's speaking to to Chen about. Um, who do I go to about finding out how to extend my life? That's all I care about. I don't care about your life, but I'm not going to do anything to you. Just give me the information and you know, I'll do what I have to, to to get that. Whereas Leon is,
0: you know, he's... Leon's the one from the beginning, right? Yes. The one that's obviously a robot. <laughs> like from the get-go, <laughs> he's obviously a robot. It's like you guys have seen The World's End, the Simon Pegg film, yeah. mm. when like they're sitting out like in the pub and the yeah. two twins walk in, and like, no, yeah. those are robots. <laughs> yeah. That's what this is. So and and he's kind of reveling
2: in this, you know, torment. He's enjoying it. That's how he's breaking his programming and responding to it. He's he's enjoying something that he hasn't been bestowed with. And the same way Roy is he's going after his mission. That's that that's his goal. He wasn't programmed with any of that, but he's very you know responding to it differently from 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 Leon. He's not keen on the on the torment, he just wants to get to the goal. I think yeah.
0: they said in the when they were going through like the rap sheets of all these guys, I think Leon was like a like military purpose or something as well. He had something like he was like a for arms or for mining. There was some physical but That's what role I mean. You yeah. would expect
2: a guy like that to be violent with Chen but he's not violent he's just yeah he places the eyes all all around him and it's but why it's yeah. it's so that's exactly right yeah. it's so weird and that's how he's breaking his programming
0: yeah.
2: yeah Roy's not on board with any of that but he's perfectly fine with Leon doing it because it unsettles Chen and maybe he'll give up some information that that Roy can use yeah.
0: can we speak about obvious robots as well JF Sebastian yeah What a weird boy! (laughs) He's weird. Yeah. Also, if he was a robot, I wouldn't be surprised. Everyone in this movie could be a robot, is what I want to say. I know he's (laughs) not, but oh, he would have been if he could. Um, But he's he's lonely. He's
2: got this degenerative disease where he ages, you know, faster than his uh, than his biological Mm. age, his organs age age faster than that. Uh, Yeah, and he's he's been a loner all his life, so he literally makes his friends. Yeah, they're very basic replicants.
0: Um, they were t- toys. He literally like brought some life, effectively. toys. Yeah, yeah. The little, that, that was actually really creepy. The little like yeah, um, kind of nutcracker one that ran in or whatever. I was like, oh, don't yeah. like it. I had flashbacks <laughs> to bloody Wizard of Oz with the the Munchkins. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no thanks. Yeah. It's
2: it's kind of like pets, in in the yeah. sense
0: yeah, that I guess so.
2: you know if you if you had a pet and it was perfectly trained and always did what you asked. That's exactly what these things are.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wish my dogs would do g- <laughs> one thing that I've asked.
2: They're there to be company. They're never going to surprise him. They're never going to do anything out of the ordinary. They're just there to make him feel like he's not alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where are we on point? But he is, a, so, he is a
2: weird guy because of that.
0: Sure. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, everyone is such a character in this film. Like there's no... There's no normal people, for lack of better terms. I know movies are meant to be about these fantastic situations, but every character is so unique in this film. And that's not a detriment. I'm just saying like every character is so vastly different. The, the, the most normal character we have in the entire thing is the, the chief of police or whatever that, rec- that recruits him. Yeah. He's the only one that's not unusual in some way, but every other character is just what is going on. Why would, why would you say that? I just feel like they're all like, they've all got quirks about them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, everybody does. I know everyone does. In this film, it stood out to me. Like, it just felt like everyone had a a gimmick to them. What's what's Deckard's gimmick? I know what you mean. Deckard's gimmick is nothing. He's just boring. (laughs) He drinks because- He sees unicorns.
2: Because his job was to kill these things that look like people. And eventually that'll get to you. He doesn't want to do this anymore. And when he does- when he when he kills um, the stripper, mm. the first thing he does is go to a bar and you know, I is this enough? I don't know. I just need this bottle of booze because I want to forget about what I just did. The yeah.
0: stripper that he kills, by the way, I was confused because the replicants also, when you shoot them, have red blood that comes out of them. Yeah, was she a replicant or not? Yeah, she was. Okay. Yeah, because i, I was—that's acti- that's why
2: I took multiple shots. That's why she kept on running, even though she was blasted in the chest. That's true. I was just thinking because I was like,
0: because because of, of his reaction, I was like, did he accidentally kill a human? Was mm, my no, thought? Because no, they no, raised no. the question at the beginning of the film: yeah. Have you ever killed um, retired a person? And he's like, nope, nope, because <laughs> my career would be over if I did. Yep. <clears throat> I like the term retiring someone too. Yeah. It's nice. Nice. Isn't it, it's a nice way of- you know, yeah, nice It helps point. you sleep at night, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it sounds like really mobster. I don't know, I like it. As opposed to like, yeah, I iced the bitch. Like, you know, yeah, I retired them. That sounds, it sounds like like you're being polite, but also threateningly polite. Yes, I put them to bed. Yes. Forever. <laughs> With a gun. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, okay, where are we? I've lost track of where we are on the plot though. Rutger Hauer. Yes. Probably.
2: There's <laughs> a good chance for with him. <laughs> well, no, we haven't really discussed the. I mean, the plot is quite simple. It's Deckard is systematically, you know, chasing chasing
1: down the replicants.
2: Yeah, being a detective and going after clues, and you being along for that ride, and also following the replicants, primarily Roy. Um, again, jumping from from place to place as he escalates up the up the chain. Mm to get himself some more life.
0: Yeah. Why did Roy... Which,
2: which ultimately Tyrell reveals to him is impossible. Mm. They've engineered it in such a way that by trying to bypass it just causes more problems, causes more viruses, and you just die quicker. So you can't do it, very sorry, um, that's just the way it is. You're going to die just like everybody else.
0: And then he kills Tyrell, which I thought was a weird...
2: Because he can't help him yeah he kills Terrell because he's there's no reason for him to be alive anymore
0: and he's taking his revenge it's I would have I would have rather he didn't uh, because along the way I know we hear they killed people when they escaped but I was or, or when it first happened but it was off camera and we know they did it to escape so all the kills I've seen up until that point have been them just trying to defend themselves but when he does this, or sorry, or trying to free himself. When he does this, it's this actual, like, out of anger, I'm upset, kill the guy. And that's sort of his turning point from being this sort of ambivalent character that you could sympathise with because he is just trying to stay alive and he's not actively causing harm to people just because, to he kind of fully turns evil. This entire movie is a heel turn. and (laughs) But this moment here is when he decides, I'm now a bad guy. No,
2: no. The whole time, Roy is convinced that He'll find the way out, that all he has to do is get, get the right place, ask the right questions, you know, with the right people, and there'll be this cure. He can have his injection or his therapy or whatever it is, you know, he plug himself in, press a button, and he'll just get his more life. And Terrell is finally the person, this hope, all the whole way up. And he gets to Terrell, and he's got this hope that it's, it's going to be over, he's going to get his life, he's not going to die... And Terrell says, nope. no, no, you have, you have no hope. This is how it is and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm not even sorry, that's just the way it is. You're a product.
0: I'm not saying the murder wasn't justified, I'm just saying that, that for me is the point where he goes from he's a character that's just been trying to do what's right by him and his friends, no, that's so then he's a murderer.
2: Well, it's rage.
0: No, no. Again, I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't get why he did it. It's just for me, it's like that's the point where. But it's not he's cold. a bad. Guy. It's
2: not cold. He doesn't kill Terrell because he doesn't like he him kills anymore. In a fucked up way, though. Yeah, it's rage. He's pissed off that he's had this. He's had this hope the whole time that he's that he's not going to die senselessly, and Terrell takes it away. Terrell is the guy that takes that hope away from him. Yeah, yeah. it's not his fault, but th- that's the guy that takes away from him.
0: Yeah, but it is also the point that ter- brings him past the point of redemption, though, in terms of the story, because now he is yeah, a murderer. True. Well, he's yeah. killed a
2: lot of people along the way. It's not like he's, you know, but he so could be es- redeemed. But to escape this and escape that, I, thats what I mean. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, and that's, but but the point is also mm-hmm. to heighten the fact that he isn't human. There is a, he falls on a different side of the line to what humanity is. Yes. You know, And while he's doing things that other people might, he himself is not human despite acting like one.
0: Right. Yeah, I get that. Um. So then we, we do break down to the final confrontation. I guess we're going to jump ahead a little bit. And you said before, it's more of a chase scene than anything. As yeah. the, 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 yeah, the hero is, is being chased. Yeah, 10-minute chase scene. But Deck- it's the other way around because it's De- normally the hero chasing the bad guy. It's De-
2: not. Yeah. De- Deckard's finally dispensed with with everybody. I think Leon's the first guy he gets because he's going after. Yeah. From um, memory, yeah. And Leon tries to tries to kill him because, of course, he's going to be the first one sent out to to get rid of him. Then it's the stripper. Then it's Pris back at J.F. Sebastian's uh, place. Um,
0: Good scene. Um, I spotted her dead center in the entire time. When she was like, "Oh, oh it's not supposed
2: to be hidden from the audience," mm. but but hidden, it was well done. From Deckard, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. she did
0: look like she belonged yeah. there as well. Yeah. Like, because I'm like, okay, I only recognize it because of the eye makeup, like yeah. the black stre- streak across her eyes. But, um, but she looked like she was meant yeah. to be there, so it was really well done.
2: So Roy is the last of the four uh, original ones. Rachel at this point has disappeared. She's mm. um, uh, she's seen Deckard kill the other replicants. Um, especially the, the the stripper, and she's disgusted by that. Wants nothing to do with him at that point.
0: She's worked out. She knows for sure that she's replicant by now, or not yet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's like
2: halfway through the film. She she knows. She has sus- a really good suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. She confronts him at his place, and yeah.
0: that's the unicorn dream scene. Is,
2: is is that where it comes in?
0: Yeah. He sl- he's laying down and having a bit of a nap, and she goes and plays the piano because they
2: they do have a little bit of sexy times.
0: Yes. But it doesn't count double because they're both robots. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually one of the good scenes because he—that's where he lists off. I'm not going to backtrack too much. Here, here. Hey, do you have this memory? Do you have this memory? Do you have this yep. memory? Yep. You know why you do? And, and he, you're not real. Yep. And he
2: lays it out for her.
0: That's yeah.
2: You you think these are all real memories? And I can I can tell you they they're not because I yeah. And because that's the I'm same
0: scene as when we see him have the unicorn dream, which right. will then pay off later. Right. Okay. So that's yeah. actually not badly done in terms of – Well, I mean in terms of they, they had this discussion to get this idea in your head and then like a minute later he's having the unicorn dream. Yeah. So it's kind of like for, for the audience, this is all related. Yeah. And then again.
2: So Roy at this point, he comes back to Bradbury's apartment after having uh, you know, found out that there's nothing left for him. Uh, he kills Terrell. He kills Jeff Sebastian as well. Yeah. Off screen, we sort of hear about that with Bryant telling Deckard um, that Jeff Sebastian has been killed. By the way, he lives at the Bradbury Hotel. Why don't you go and check it out? Which is where he finds Pris and kills her. So Roy gets there, and yeah, for a while he's just toying with him. Deckard's there to kill him and do a mission. He's got he's got his gun out. The first instance he gets a clean shot. he he, he takes the opportunity, but Roy just. Dances around and kind of plays with him. Yeah. And yeah, breaks a couple of his fingers. Yeah. And just says, One yeah, this, is, this is food. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, chases him through the through the hotel as, you know, Deckard is
0: beaten up and can't really handle it physically. Yeah. Holy he's, he's, shit. He's out of shape from, from how he used to be, yeah. Terrell is Lloyd the bartender from The Shining. What? Same Same actor. Same yeah. actor. Yeah, I did not recognize
1: him at all.
2: Joe Joe Turkel. Um, Turkel.
0: Yeah. Oh, sorry. to Yeah, dear. I just didn't realize that was him because I I know him so easily and so vividly as um Lloyd, but didn't look a thing like him in this movie. And right. they wouldn't be too far apart actually. Eighty two for this one, and what was shining? Eighty one, I think. Eighty. Yeah. So he's actually 80. younger in the. Show. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> uh, the end credits where we get all the flyover uh,
2: shots. Mm-hmm. Well, That's all leftover material from The Shining. Oh, yeah. they needed something for the end credits. Mm. Happened to be the same production house. Gave Stanley Kubrick a call and said, "Hey, you Stanley Kubrick, we know you've got hours of footage left <laughs> on the floor. Would you mind if we use some?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, as long as it's not something that was in the theatrical release of The Shining. Go for your life." Do
0: you want an interesting it's fact true. about a much worse movie that did something similar? Yes. yes. Last night I rewatched because it came up on YouTube. Not not to not paid for. Just like came up. The Digimon movie. Oh, um, and this movie, I'm kind of finding the exact quote was so short that it wasn't hitting theatrical, and they add on a four and a half minute sequence to the front of it where the characters from the Nickelodeon TV show Angela Anaconda no go to the cinemas to watch the Digimon movie in a four and a half minute skit, um, <laughs> just to push it over the line, um, and it's fucked, man. I hate that show so much. I actually, I'm a, I'm a huge Digimon advocate better than Pokemon for so many reasons. I'll fight you all on that, but fuck me, Angela Anaconda's is the worst. It's nightmares. <laughs> it's, it's it's so terrible. unsettling to look at. how <laughs> oh, I, I was that allowed? I gotta, sorry. I, don't know, like, I, I feel
1: like that's part of the reason why so many people in our age group have childhood trauma. Like trauma
0: is because of things like that show. It's just not right. Three seasons. It went for three seasons. Someone was like, this is good. Let's do this for two more years. <laughs> that's- Oh Christ! It's nightmare inducing. Anyway, sorry. Roy the whole time
2: during this chase is trying to stave off death. I mean, that's that's why he pushes the, mm. the nail through his hand because he notices that yeah he's starting to he's starting to go physically. So he pushes the nail through just to feel something and keep himself alive for as 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 long as possible, just to get some meaning out of out, out of the whole thing. And eventually, he's he saves Deckard's life on the roof. Doesn't let him just fall to his death, even though he kind of construed that whole situation uh but he just has this wonderful little moment with with deckard on the roof it doesn't even say that much but he just kind of says yeah i've done all these fantastic things and when i die all that will be all that will be lost it'll be you know the static on the you know it'll be lost like, like like tears are in the rain yeah um and what 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 does that mean was I was I really here? Was I was I just a program the whole time? Was mm. all this preordained? Right. Uh, good questions. Yeah, and very yeah, valid. never really resolved. <laughs> De- Deckard himself uh, kind of you know ruminates about the whole thing and kind of says, "Yeah, was he was he really was he really real despite being this you know product that I yeah. could literally list off all the his, his entire history, his entire uh, uh, memory up until. The point where he was born Mm. four four years ago,
1: in that position, like, have you really lived a life?
2: Mm. And and did he, in the process of trying to uh, live longer, did he transcend in Mm. some way? Yeah, true. And then the film ends. Yeah, that's the end of it, and we never find out. Well, Well, Deckard, of course, comes back to his apartment. Um, Gaff, uh, essentially. You know, kind of again in this nice cryptic language, says to him, eh, "Maybe I've killed Rachel." Mm. You know, <laughs> we all die sometime. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the time with your girlfriend. <laughs> he he runs back and finds that yes, she's still alive, thankfully, and he escapes uh, escapes town with her so that she'll never be hunted down. She, you know, maybe Gaff will say that he killed her or forget the whole thing, mm. but he lets. Deckard know that he was there and he let her live. Yeah. And it's up to Deckard what to do now. Mm -hmm. And strictly speaking, that's where the film ends.
0: Yeah. About time.
2: No, Blade Runner. Oh, sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Verdicts? I
1: think that's it because like the ending of the version that I watched seemed really abrupt. So I don't know necessarily if it's the same ending as every other cut because okay. it just felt really abrupt because it's like it's that scene. It, it kind of does, Like he yeah. gets back. It kind of just up, finishes, yeah. Yeah, and there's just like a random like then soundbite in the of him saying that line yep. and then it just cuts straight to the credits. Yep. I don't recall any car driving. Oh, okay. That Maybe that's just in the theatrical release. Yeah, it could be because like it's, it just seems like it ends out of nowhere. Like, because it's all resolved. Like he gets there, Rachel's still alive and then there's a scene, like just after he finds her, it's just like him, he's walking somewhere alone I don't remember exactly where, and it just plays like I can't remember what the line is. Whatever he had said like about her, not right. that long ago, just plays again. Oh, so and then a, the credits just cut
2: n- another version again. Oh, I've it n- must never be. Seen yeah, that. I
1: was like, that's <laughs> a weird way to end the film. Okay, I
2: mean, as Seb said, there are seventeen
0: different cuts of this film. Oh, yeah. it just never <laughs> ends. <laughs> I'm hitting the vertical button. This, this is happening. Go on. You've heard the good. You've heard the bad. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's mm. it's not bad. It is well-made. It's a bit dry at points and not yep. every movie has to be like bam, bam, exciting. I just, I think it's just honestly, it's it's really dark in a lot of places. I mean, visually, I mean, okay, yeah. In a, from a motive standpoint, a little bit dark too, but it's visually surprisingly bland at points, which is a crazy thing to say about a film that's also crazy visually in points. Mm. Um but it just didn't really hold my attention. But I mean, it's not yeah. a bad movie. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna irk on the side of recommending it. But if next week's version of the sequel with you know modern sensibilities when it comes to pacing and ideas mm. can't get this idea to be more exciting, I'm just gonna have to fall back on the well. It make a good D and D campaign. <laughs> uh, recommend. That's yeah, I, look,
1: I, I feel a bit the same. Like I would recommend it purely. Because I feel like it's one of those movies, like, you can just say that you've seen it. Because it is, like, such a well-liked kind of cult classic. And I enjoyed it. But the same as you, like, I find there is sections where it was, like, a bit dry or slow. Like I said, like, the first, like, big thing in the movie doesn't happen for, like, nearly an hour into it. Like, it starts off really slow. Visually, it's really nice. And the story is really simple. But I feel like the status that it has as, like, being this film that's heralded so highly, I... Personally, found it to come off a bit overrated, but mm. I still, I guess, still enjoyed it. I just don't know if I'd be like, I'm not going to rush back to watch it again or anything like that.
2: I enjoyed this film for the atmosphere and the
1: environment mm. that it that it sets. It's very yeah. Convincing. Well, like, so that's something I really liked about it as well.
2: You can lose yourself in it. Mm. You know, if you if you. Um, Pay attention to what's going on. You're not distracted on a, on a phone or with other people walking in and out of the room. It's yeah. you know, dark and you're focused on the on, on the screen. I think you can really get into it. I certainly, I certainly do.
1: Like you said before, I think it would be a good film to see like in a theater because you'd have that that real like immersion to it.
2: And I think the <laughs> thing that makes the film really good is that it is ambiguous enough that you can discuss it and should discuss it mm. after watching it. Because it makes the subsequent viewing, however many months or years afterwards, makes it even better because you've got all that in the back of your mind and then you build on top of that. And yeah, it, sure. Okay, now I, I understand this a little bit more and maybe that's just a lot of wank and it's just you convincing yourself of these things but you can you can make the argument, you can have the discussion. I think that's what makes this film spectacular. Hmm. It's about been a it, great talking point. I'll give it, it that, yeah, absolutely. It, never, it, it, it asks more questions than it answers... And then when you ask those questions, it further gives more yeah, questions right. that okay, I, I want to know more. I want to talk about this more mm. because it's the film is about more than just what happens in the film.
1: Yeah, of course. It
2: asks questions that all of us are asking, you know, on the on the periphery in the background anyway. It's not it's not a you know, coffee in the morning kind of day to day. You know, this is my you know, list of things to do film, mm. which a lot of films are. Sure. It's a film about all those things that you don't spend a lot of time on because you've got to do all this other stuff to make sure you're alive in the first place. But then when you do have this little moment and you are wondering what the hell all this is about, that's where that's where this film comes comes into its yeah, own. Yeah.
1: That's fair.
0: So as for what's coming up for us, we've got we've got some doozies guys. Apart from the Variety are on Wednesday, um, the following Monday we are doing Blade Runner 2049 and that ends us sort of on our Ridley Scott thing. No, not really. So we've got Alien. Alien right after. So we take a brief one week pause where it's sort of Ridley Scott, sort of not and we do Alien and then we're doing Aliens. And then we slide into the Terminator franchise. Yes. So yes, we we're, we're not doing the full quadrilogy and sequels and prequels and all that shit for the Alien franchise. If no. you guys want us to,
2: just the two that matter. Yeah, because they're the only ones that James Cameron did.
0: And if it's a series you like, let us know and we'll consider it for next year. Um, no, but we won't. if no one, but if <laughs> no one wants right. us <laughs> to, also that speaks louder than anything else. Um, but yes, we've got some good shit lined up. And then we kind of after Terminator, we segue into October. So we'll have like our Halloween spectacular for those four weeks. I have nothing to do with October schedule. No, you sort of do, but you're welcome for
2: <laughs> Ridley Scott and James Cameron. Do
0: we want to re- do we want to reveal like the four planned movies for October? Sure. So we've got Scooby Doo, <laughs> Scooby Doo, Two Monsters Unleashed, Cabin in the Woods, and then Good I've just film. we've just written down Halloween, and we didn't quantify. Well, we may have, and I wasn't listening. Is this the original Halloween, or yes. we're doing the remake Halloween? 72. 72, seventy-two. I'll make sure I note that down. So we're doing the original. I think when he that's was...
1: the year. I'm pretty certain.
0: I'll look it up. That's fine. Perfect. So there is some good stuff mixed, and some oh God more horror. I'm already really nervous about doing the Alien films. I don't like jump scares. Like that's what kills me. <laughs> Tension, fine. Gore, I'm mean, not my favorite, but I can watch it. Jump scares, oh uh, my! Oh uh, no, no. no.
2: <laughs> you know what, Seb? Find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast, or if you live in the future,
1: you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. The Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Second Take. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jordan MSPP.
0: Uh, You can follow me at Bastion underscore James. Our website is secondtakepodcast.com, or email us at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Second Take, and we will see you on Wednesday with the Variety Hour. Second Take Podcast is recorded within the Moreton Bay region of Queensland, Australia and acknowledges this region's original owners, namely the Jinnabara, Cubby Cubby and Yugara people. Second Take Podcast respectfully acknowledges the traditional custodians of these lands and we pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging for they hold the memories, the traditions, the cultures and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples.